0: My friends is Andy and Heddy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California on an early living fearless devotional. How are you? My lovey dovey.
1: (laughs) I am good. Thank you for uh, watching. We are on early. So our usuals may not be with us today, but you could find all this content on resurrectministry.com. This is where we host our podcast and Andy's fearless man podcast. We have articles from the Christian post that I've done and uh, books that we recommend along with Bible resources, worship bands, pastors to listen to that you may not have listened to in the past. And you will always be able to drop us a line, say hi, ask for prayer, whatever it may be, provide your critical comments as well. And if you are so inclined, you could donate to the ministry, help us um, expand our digital media content, advertising, marketing, uh, get new equipment, all that fun stuff. Go on the road? On the road again.
0: <laughs> yes. So, um, uh-oh, are you, um, how are you feeling since uh, yesterday? You still, you still oh, got a God. pretty sexy voice. Yeah,
1: I'm still, like, it kind of waxes and wanes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Waxes and wanes.
1: Uh-huh. I'm, I'm bringing them all back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like them old expressions. Of you the do.
0: You do. That's pretty awesome. Um, all right, so we're reading from Morning by Morning by um, Charles Spurgeon. And um, oh, did you see my post in Facebook?
1: The uh, ad you put. From yeah, the little. Uh, it's very nice. I nice. Like
0: it. I um, put a new ad there on on Facebook just for fun just to see what you guys think. I'll be doing a little bit more of that to make sure Is we. Is it a
1: Facebook ad?
0: No. Oh. I can't add, I can't do a Facebook ad for two months. Oh. You're so. Yeah, I'm in Facebook jail. So it gives me a couple months. And what I realized, and those of you that are listening to the podcast, you're listening to this a little bit late because I just realized when uh, I forget when they suspend me, which is often, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it doesn't automatically populate the podcast. So I have to do that by hand. So I'm sorry. uh, You're going to be a couple days behind, but I apologize. They're still worth listening to. They don't have to be on the day. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So I have to do it manually. So I will do that, so I apologize. Uh, We're reading today from the um, uh, devotional for February 11th.
1: Yes, it's February 11th
0: today. Yeah, (laughs) You're probably listening to this on the 12th 12th, or 13th. Ah, Um, uh, The reference is Acts 4, 13. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. Charles says in this devotional, a Christian should be a striking likeness of Jesus Christ. No doubt you have read books of the life of Christ that have been beautifully and eloquently written. But the best life of Christ is his living biography written in the words and actions of his people. If we were actually what we profess to be and what we should be, we would be true pictures of Christ. We would bear such a striking likeness to him that the world would not have to scrutinize us for long periods of time and then say, well, Uh, it looks something like him. Ish. (laughs) I bet you he didn't have a bald spot on the back of his head. I don't think he did. (laughs) No, immediately upon seeing us, they would exclaim, they have been with Jesus. They have been taught by him and are like him. Wow. They are the embodiment of the holy man of Nazareth working out his life in their own lives and everyday actions. That'd be be so amazing. (laughs) As a Christian, you should be courageous and bold like Christ, never blushing or being ashamed of your faith, for your profession of faith in him will never disgrace you. So take care you never disgrace it. You should imitate Christ by exhibiting a loving spirit and be exercising kind thinking, speaking, and doing so People will say of you that you have been with Jesus. Imitate Christ in his holiness as well. Think of the zeal he had for his master and then imitate your master by always doing good. Never wasting time, for time is too precious to waste. Did Christ deny himself? Then do the same. Was he fervent in his devotion to his father? Then be fervent in your prayers. Was he submissive to his father's will? Then submit yourself to him. Was he patient? Then learn to endure. But to reflect Christ's greatness trait of all, endeavor to forgive your enemies just as he did. Let these glorious words of your master forever ring in your ears. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Forgive as you hope to be forgiven and heap burning coals, on your enemy's head by extending kindness to him <sighs> remember to repay good for evil is godlike so be godlike <laughs> in every way your life is so ev- is in every way your life is so everyone may say of fine. that too you must do that live <laughs> yeah. your life so everyone <laughs> may say of you that you have been with jesus Yes,
1: but I got to say that uh, every time I find myself not behaving like Jesus, I feel this internal nudge going
0: <laughs> like when you want me to get off the devotional.
1: <laughs> no, no. Inside me. Saying, oh, saying, oh, I, yeah, you just get it together, daughter, get it together. <clears throat> so I even I, thought I had that happen to me today. I was a little frustrated in the store, and I started to get a little testy. And I was like, "Ma, no, no, no! Don't do that! Don't do that! Mm. You never know what kind of impression you're making." And and at the end, the sales guy, when he was checking me out, he's like, "Thank you for being so patient." And I said, "Oh, no problem." <laughs> was, I was
0: about not to be impatient.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's an effort, you know. It's like he says, trying to be godlike. We are. To imitate him in so many things, it's one thing, uh, and I like what Jim says, so we're going to have to read that too, where it's one thing where people are like, well, I just um, I try to live Christ-like and people will know me by my deeds instead of my words mm. as an excuse to not preach the gospel or to not mention Christ. But that's not what Jim's saying. Um, and that's not what Spurgeon's saying either. He's saying in everything, in your courage and your dedication to the gospel and in your prayers mm. and in your patience. He gives us a whole list of things we can do to be more Christ-like. Wow. Which is helpful.
0: This is pretty cool how today's message, I went to the uh, men's breakfast at uh, Kindred uh, Community Church. Um, It was David and that you need to be courageous and you need to be bold and you need not to you, you don't, um, you need not to back down uh, when you have the opportunity to share uh, God's word and to be like Christ, that uh, you don't have to, um, Excuse me. God bless you, you don't have to succumb to the pressures of uh, being in the world.
1: And I like the way Spurgeon says it Mm -hmm. because he'll never, your faith in him will never disgrace you. So don't disgrace it.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. And this other theme of uh, service to duty has continues to come up. It's sense uh duty? I'm sorry, sense of duty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just so happy that you always remind me of my own little thing that uh, yes. I've come up with. Um uh, but I, I did get it right uh during my testimony uh yesterday in Arizona. Oh you gave him a whole little sense of duty <laughs> well here's here's the deal. And so uh I hope this makes sense. I'm gonna give you a little insight to some of these court cases that I have and hopefully it will connect. Um but the um the officer that was involved in this particular case uh, what the attorney, the opposing attorney tried to say is that, well, you know, he's part of a a small agency and doesn't have a lot of resources and people to help him. So in, in a sense that we need to excuse his lack of effectiveness and, um, (laughs) and reliability. And then I was able then to turn to say, you know, the United States Constitution doesn't say you need to protect other people's rights of uh, illegal search and seizure unless you're in a small town in, small town a, town in Arizona a, or you're tired or you don't have enough time. Then you don't do it. Good point. Then you don't uh, participate in the search with the dog if, if you don't have the means to be able to make sure that the dog is reliable and that you're reliable. And, and I think that this also is in the case of being a Christian, that when you are called to be a Christian, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it doesn't say be kind as long as you're not tired, right. as long as you're not in the perfect circumstance. In the perfect circumstance. <laughs> Around nice people. <laughs>
1: forgive yeah. the people you want to forgive and not the others that you really dislike.
0: That again and again. And I know that it's a, just a show, but I, I love uh, you know to you know, uh, kind of bring up some of the episodes we see in the Chosen, uh, in that it, it it does demonstrate from time to time how much work it was to be Jesus Christ, and uh, the people uh, that he had to. I mean, he had to walk to these towns <laughs> right. uh, and he had to drag along these guys that were He's you know <laughs> at
1: the time right and they're arguing over the dumbest things you're like well you just sit down he said sit down can you please just sit down
0: and last, uh, last night's episode that we watched that you know, i forget crazy. what it was called uh, but anyway it was it wasn't necessarily the one that's current it was the one episode pre- seven. yeah episode seven where he uh jesus christ had needed S- simon in particular to come even though Simon was out of sorts because of something yeah. was going on with his wife and that kind of stuff, and he, you know, here's Jesus and the other nitwits <laughs> I hate to call the disciples, Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's pretty holy spirit. <laughs>
1: they're, they're kind of a ragtag group of kids,
0: they're arguing as they're walking and they're going, We're going to this town, this town hates us, right. this town wants to kill us, why are we going there? And he goes, And why are we bringing Simon? Simon's like out of control right now and yet when he gets faced and he's now gets surrounded by different um not cults but different factions they were cults a cult- <laughs> a cult. and yet jesus Maintains says composure. let's let's uh, let's sit down on the ground and they're going wait a minute these people want to kill us and you're gonna you're gonna go to a submissive position Exactly. so i hope this is kind of bring it all together that you know even in that the demonstration that i think in that episode little did i know that it would relate to this devotional is that he's he was an example that he was at least in in how the he was portrayed in this particular episode of the chosen is that is that jesus christ in the midst of, of terrible circumstances probably tired probably hungry. Uh, Waiting for his uh, people, you know, frustrated that these people were not um, trusting in God, trusting in his faith
1: and his own people
0: and his own people,
1: because it, it reflected on his leadership that they were quarreling amongst themselves. Yep. Um, and one of the cult leaders had commented on that, like, you know, you can't even keep control over these guys. <laughs> Why are you bothering yes. with us? Yes, you know. So it, you just imagine how frustrating that was.
0: It Kind of reminds me of a parent in a restaurant with uh, who has six kids, <laughs> which I think that might be us. Yes. So you, uh, you know, there's these times where you're there, and we're, we're in our cross crosses, and we have our kids there. And you know they're talking. Wow, this you know at school you know these people, and then you have know, you know or something like that. And we're going. Be like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't punch your child in the face right now.
1: <laughs> and you're like, can you please be like Jesus too? Maybe not. Maybe one day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, then we have to, you know, handle the situation sometimes as um
1: whole oh, tray of water get drop on you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. So this this is really important. This is a really important devotional that we probably uh, need to read every day. What are you what are your thoughts door. on
1: forgiveness? The importance
0: forgiveness? Oh my gosh. It is you so you have important. trouble with
1: that one, love.
0: I do. <laughs> I mean I've dealt with it uh on several occasions. Um, it's easier for me to forgive people now that they've passed away. So (laughs) I've been able to forgive my parents for certain things and you know, they obviously I wasn't perfect and I wasn't that great either, but, uh, there's things that, uh, you know, towards the end of uh, their life that we had become estranged and, um, and weren't talking for the last several years. And, uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, I I mean, I, I understand that, that, that had to be done so that I can move on well okay so
1: wait a minute so without exposing what that whole controversy was about Mm -hmm. are you more sympathetic because you now agree or are you more sympathetic regardless of whether you agree that they were just doing the best they can (laughs) you know what i mean
0: wow that's a really good question because okay. I believe I forgave them before I... Agreed with them. Before, Yes. Well, okay. it wasn't long. Do
1: <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Parents, they're wise beyond their years.
0: <laughs> That's what you need to tell. That's what you need to tell Ray. Um, wow. Schnugs.
1: Because the real difficult part <laughs> is forgiving people... <sighs> Um, that seem unforgivable, or that Mm. are constantly because we have family members, you and I both um, that are continuing to inflict pain. And so it's a constant state of forgiveness. Yeah, where it's just like, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do, because it's very hard to show grace and forgiveness when you're constantly being hurt by people. But I had one particular encounter with um, a family member, that had been very particularly bad to me and um, to my daughter. And then I, we had this um, surprise encounter and um, she was in a bad way. And I went and I hugged her and I kissed her and I told her everything would be okay. You know, I was, I was hesitant. I didn't know how she would receive me, but she just started crying and came into my arms, you know? And so I couldn't have done that without um, the Holy spirit's power because it just, it, it requires it requires us to be filled with grace and forgiveness to look past our own feelings and respond to somebody else's hurt mm-hmm. um, and it's not easy it's definitely not easy
0: yeah now you got me really thinking about that situation I, but uh, but uh, okay let's let's just say that I, it maybe I do have a problem with forgiving but I, I've done it several times.
1: But that's what I'm saying. The challenge in this situation is that it's constant. It's not, I forgive you for what you did eight years ago. It's I forgive you today, tomorrow, and yesterday.
0: Which you did this morning. Yes. Yes. Um, Yes. I'll work on that. Snugs, that's okay. important. to let, Let's 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 just get away from that and go to <laughs> Acts four thirteen. And those of you that are watching, we can see that there are a few of you watching. If you would not mind commenting, just tell me where you're watching from. I know we're on a little bit early, so uh, do we have a different audience at four twenty four Pacific Standard I would Time? I suspect so. Yeah, so um, our
1: nighttime, our night owls.
0: Yeah, so if you're watching, it it won't hurt. Just comment, just say hi, and uh, let us know where you're watching from.
1: Even in a, a mode emoticon.
0: Emoji, Emoji, the the
1: hand-waving? Yeah. Acts 4.13, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So can I stop here for a second? Yes. Because I am in this very interesting learning quest and uh, about... um, people being demonized and what I'm trying to understand, the Lord is walking me through and people who do um, deliverance are a kind of a unique set of people and it's not mainstream in the church. And there's a lot of churches that don't like it. And I could see why Um, it's really, uh, it gets really out there at times, you know, but you and I have both experienced Christians that are demonized. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, And so I'm trying to make sense of what the people do, but one of the overwhelming things that I see is this, they are unschooled, ordinary men, but you take note that they must be Jesus because the authority with which they, um, the command presence I, that's another thing you've come up with that I love a sense of duty and a command presence. These are attributes of, of a Christ follower, mm. the command presence of being able to walk into a room and have the energy of the room shift, or to be able to talk with somebody that's being oppressed by um, spirits that are just creating these strongholds in their lives and then not allowing them to break through for whatever reason that uh, portal was open in their lives that, um, these men speak into them. And you witness the change. Hmm. You witness the change. And if you've been in those situations before, and have witnessed the change, you realize, wow, the believer has so much power that the Bible told us we had greater miracles than these you will perform the Lord told us, Hmm. heal the sick, cure the lame, cast out demons you know, this is the um, assignment he gave to the apostles. And since we're not cessationists, we believe that the gifts are still active and alive in the, um, in the church, then we should embody these qualities. Well, how do we get the strength and the courage to embody those qualities? How do we recognize someone that's mentally ill versus someone that's demonized? How do we recognize somebody that is, you know, really struggling with evil spirits versus um, just having a bad day? And just having, it's just, I don't know, it's a really fascinating, it's a really fascinating area of our lives as Christians because we cannot ignore the supernatural. Ephesians 6, the body, the armor of God is designed to protect us against the powers of dark forces and of wickedness in evil places in the heavenly realm. We war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of wickedness in the heavenly realm. So, what does that mean? What does that look like?
0: It means that when we're confronted with it, we have to stand up and, and be present, right? And to trust in God. To to not trust in God is to lack courage. To not trust in God is to be uh, to, to call him a liar.
1: Right. But then you say, okay, I've got the courage. Now, what do I do? Get out in the name of <laughs> Jesus Christ in Nazareth, get out, you know, you're like, okay, what else can I say after that? If he doesn't get out. Yeah. And some people, there's this uh, controversy over, you know, some people try to talk to the demon. What is your name? How long have you been there? Why are you there? Um, and that they say that that's absolutely not necessary. Um, the Lord didn't do that, but in one case he did, because the uh, man that was naked and in the graveyard the Lord asked him, what is your name? And they said, legion, because it was a legion of demons inside the man. Mm-hmm. So the Lord had asked in one occasion, most of the time he did not need to. Um, so it, there is still a biblical precedence for it, uh, but it's just, it's calling into our consciousness all of the power and gifts that the Lord gives us. And and what exactly is the extent of all of that? It's a fascinating to me. So going on, Luke 23, 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then they divided his garments and cast lots. These were the Roman soldiers when um, Jesus was at the cross in Galgotha. Galgotha. Uh, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But... If you do not forgive others' sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Yikes.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't like that.
1: Yeah, that's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right there in black and white. Yep. Uh, Proverbs 25, 21, and 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. He may not appreciate it. She may not appreciate it but your reward comes from the Lord.
0: Can I tell you, I was talking to the kids at the the school that where we teach in, where we teach um, at uh, Calvary Chapel. And um, it was one of the things that I learned as a police officer is that um, even though this is really not supposed to be an adversarial um, thing that occurs as a police officer towards a bad guy. Now it is to them about you as a police officer. Right. They want to beat you up so that they can escape. They want they're mad because they got caught. <laughs> but but I was telling explaining to them, we, we that's not we can't do that the other way around. We can't take our emotions into the arrest of somebody. We can't be offended because of what they say to us. Our peace cannot be disturbed. Um yes. and so, um you have to do what it what is best or you have to do your best to be respectful and kind to the people that you are encountering. And sometimes, some, sometimes the people that are witnesses are some of the most horrible people you'll come in contact with. <laughs> sometimes the victims are, 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 can be very difficult to deal with. And, ministry. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a suspect. and so with, with this, I said, you will be amazed at how you can go through your entire career and rarely have to get into a fight. I, I knew guys that would get in a fight almost every day because of their inability to, um, you know, feed the hungry, which is, you know, another way of saying- Showing kindness. Showing kindness to somebody. In the face of an enemy. Um, and what was it? What did he say? A heap co- Burning coals on their uh, head of, 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 of kindness. Yes. <laughs> um, it just saves you. I mean, and I think that's a skill that I've been able to take into my personal life, even, uh, and even in business, that uh, really comes in handy. Yes. Uh, You you know, you just got to take your yourself out of it, and then still deal with it, even though it can be a raging fire. But you just say, "Okay, listen, I need to keep my head about me." You're
1: very good about that when things
0: are not (laughs) personal. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. The only time you know that's difficult for I think husbands sometimes is that is in, in the people that you love. It's different for some reason. I can do and that I think I've gotten that before, maybe even from you. Where like, how can you do that with somebody like some stranger? But when I say that to you, <laughs> it's like you, you get totally offended because I love you. <laughs> right. And uh and I, you know, it just it's weird how that happens. But I, I've been I've been better.
1: Yes, it is much, much better.
0: <laughs> but you're not my enemy, right? This has to do with I, I wasn't I,
1: actually referring to me. I was referring yeah. to somebody that you consider an adversary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> all right so move on
1: romans 12 17 do not repay anyone evil for evil be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone so it's not an eye for an eye anymore it is do what is right in the eyes of everyone mm. and what we could add to the end of this word sentence is in the eyes of everyone so not what's good in your eyes, but what is good in the eyes of the person that you're facing that has just done this in evil to you? How do you not repay that evil with evil? How do you not exact retribution?
0: Keep your wits about you. Yeah. Take Jesus into every situation. Amen. You know, i um, unrelated to the devotional, but maybe still related. Um, while we were, unless you wanted to talk about something in particular. Hello, Lisa Wood. Oh, nice hi, to see you. Lisa. You caught us. <laughs> Good. Um,
1: we're going to the Battle of the Christian Bands tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, we probably won't stay long because you, 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 you got a little bug. Um, as we were uh, coming on, I was listening to Mark Driscoll over at uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, at uh, Trinity uh, Church and uh he <laughs> it was interesting and i wanted to ask you about it because i was just he was talking about you know forgiveness too uh but he was talking about um a he was it was personal yes uh, his relationship with his wife that she had done something he didn't say what it was and that he kept holding on to it and um i thought it was a really an interesting talk and, and i i look at things sometimes maybe differently than a lot of people um, in that I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much of that message was for the audience and how much of that message is for him.
1: It's true. Many of the messages that we speak of for ourselves.
0: Well, this is on the devotion I and mean, we're not ministers. I mean, we're not uh, but pastors.
1: Pastors do the same thing. Really? Absolutely. Cause the Holy spirit sends a message and oftentimes The pastor will say that this is as much for me as it is for you. Mm. God is sending this message for me and you.
0: It seemed even more so for some reason I was getting something. I don't know. I could have been reading into a little bit, but uh, when you're going that personal,
1: I think it's also a form of repentance for him.
0: uh, Yeah. Not that I mind it. I'm just saying that it just felt different. That message felt a little bit different. Like you just needed to. I don't know. It just didn't. I, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> Did you get anything different out of it?
1: No, because I've heard him say that message before.
0: Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he's it's, talked
1: about it that he was pretty bad to her at the beginning of their marriage.
0: Uh, because this was live. Yeah. So this is a, a repeat of something he's talked about before. Yeah. Ah. Um, and you can see that in this personality. You know, guys. I mean, I know guys, but he's well, a he's a he's a manly man that I think that if he ever feels that he's was disrespected, it's hard for him to. And
1: Don't he let it go. was, um, his is Jimmy Evans, the guy who does EXO marriage, uh, and Jimmy Evans talks often about how bad he was to his wife. Oh yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's his testimony is that I, you know, I came up with this whole marriage ministry because I was terrible to my wife. Um, I was mean, my mm. words were hurtful. Um, I belittled, I belittled, belittled her often. And uh, it's almost therapeutic. You could see it's also just like anything else. It's somebody with addiction or whatever they've come out of me with Islam uh, that they relate to people that they're ministering to through their experience, saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. I've been there. And so I think um, uh, Mark Driscoll does the same. Pastor Mark Driscoll does the
0: same. Hmm. So if you want, if you, uh, I think if you want a message about. Uh, forgiveness in marriage. It may be one that you want to listen to tonight. Um, yes,
1: the roots of bitterness, he kept saying. He kept mm-hmm. saying that it was just that he, without getting at the root of the problem, the hurt kept surfacing and that he literally went outside in the garden and dug up um, with a shovel proving that he was going to like symbolically digging up this root of bitterness to get it out of his life and that that shovel was now symbolic for the two of
0: them they have it in their bathroom or something like yeah. that <laughs> between their two sinks or something. Yeah. I think I heard him say, um, that's so interesting. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, I didn't, I, I was kind of in and out trying to listen to that part, but I remember him saying that towards the end. Uh, Hannah says, hello from Canada.
1: Hi, Hannah.
0: And Carrie news is Jerry? on. And Hannah says,
1: sorry. uh, the man is more responsible for the direction he leads the family and hopefully to God. Yeah. And that with that responsibility comes a lot of, Pressure. Uh, Mark talks about that a lot too. That there is this pressure to lead, and that requires humility and grace and forgiveness and repentance to admit and say, "Wow, that was that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that." I think we need to do that with our children too, so that they could see um, a graciousness from us that we want them to have in their own lives. Is that I forgive you, and please forgive me. That was wrong. And acknowledging that is validating their feelings um, and respecting them.
0: Great. Why don't we just read the last part of uh, the devotional with uh, Jim?
1: Yeah. A common trap is to say, I just live my testimony. Yet often those who say this never speak of their faith, thinking it's enough to live a life of relative holiness. But Jesus was not only the word, he proclaimed it. My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long. Though I know not its measure, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, O sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. That's from Psalm 71. And his prayer at the end is, Father, I thank you that ultimately I will be conformed to the likeness of your Son. But may I never hesitate to proclaim the whole will of God and proclaim salvation day after day. Amen. Amen.
0: <clears throat> All right. Anything else, my love?
1: I think that's it. No, yeah, we're we gonna... gonna go cook some steaks.
0: Yep. And then uh, I can feel my throat starting to.
1: Oh no! Can you,
0: can you hear starting to go?
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> oh no! Did you get me sick?
1: I hope not. I thought you'd fought
0: it off. I thought I did too, but. And now you have
1: these, you know, cool <laughs> patches you're wearing, fight off infection.
0: Yeah. All right, my friends, Hannah, Carrie, and Lisa, who commented, and the rest of you that are watching, uh, please still comment. Um, you can still comment as we're signing off. And then if you're watching the replay later on tonight, when we normally come on, please uh, feel free to comment. We'll still see them. And uh, we'll reply uh, to your comments if uh, if if we need to. Anything else? I already said that, didn't I? Yeah. Hey, Lisa. Oh, Lisa would already comment.
1: Feel better. Yeah, we sound we sound terrible. We sound like two frogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get it. We'll get over it. We're strong. All right, my my friends. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Right. God bless. God bless. Take care.
1: Bye.